Hello, everybody. Tom Webster, Not Shift Cops podcast. I hope everybody's doing great. Uh, this COVID crap's wearing us all out, especially uh, all of us that are working nonstop and filling in for other people. But uh, today's episode's going to be the one I've been promising here for a while. Uh, women in law enforcement. It's going to be in segments. Um, I've got some more I want to interview. I didn't have time to cram them all in one episode because they have a lot to say and they have a lot to, uh, a lot of information to give. So the first segment is going to be a female who's part of a, a team member of a large department. Uh, she's got seven plus years on. Uh, very, very uh, roadworthy person. Uh, good road dog. And uh, consider one of my best friends probably in this department in this big circle of thin blue line people. So um, very experienced individual. And she's the reason why I wanted to interview her because she has a lot to offer as far as uh, guidance and information for other female officers or other officers in general. So we don't work in the same department. We don't work in the same area. So it was hard for us to get together. So the interview you're going to hear is uh, me coming just before I come on and just before she goes off. So we had a little break in between. We finally got to meet up and and get the interview done. I'm going to probably interview two more females who have tons of experience and or bring value to this this profession. And uh, this first interview, obviously I'm not going to use names. I don't want to use departments because, you know, they're, they're being truthful and honest with you as, as I do. And, and again, our, our views and our opinions are our own. They're not reflecting of our department. So she's, and I want her to be honest. I want all of them to be honest. I want them to be honest and tell you exactly how things go and how they've, you know, gone along through their career. And that's why I did this segment. So, um, the following is the interview. Hope you enjoy it. Okay. I am with a female officer right now who is a seven year veteran of a pretty large police department. And obvious for obvious reasons, we're going to, you're going to use names or departments because we may say things that the department may not, may not agree with. So, uh, in starting your career, uh, what obstacles, if any, did you encounter? Um, well, I would have to say, um, I guess from the first point of like, um, applying, you're already kind of, I want to say singled out, but I guess you're considered a minority, um, within our department. And so they look at you like, well, we're going to have X amount of those, X amount of these minorities, and then you know, the rest will, will fill in. So I feel like, um, <clears throat> it took me a couple tries to get on the department. Um, I feel like quite possibly that's cause you know, they only allowed X amount of females in, mm-hmm. in each process. So, um, obviously that was my first obstacle. And then, you know, like just going to the Academy, um, the biggest thing there was, I guess, like kind of always being compared to the males and like what they were doing and um, I guess in a sense like 
how you competed against them and everything you did, whether it was like driving cars, shooting guns, you know, doing your one-on-one -on -one fights or um, doing um, defensive tactics and things like that. Um, it's just, I guess the biggest obstacles was always being, always being compared. And um, I think that females are more emotionally um, inclined too, as well. Right, right. So like, um, just being at the academy, being away from family, or kids, or um, things like that. I think that was a, you know a big obstacle for myself, um, being away for almost half the year. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. That that was a big obstacle, I guess, for me. And I, I know a lot of the other females as well, especially the ones that had kids. So you, did you feel more um, like an outsider versus the the group of because they're obviously they're men or dominated by men or. Yes, I mean, did you? yeah, kind of okay. in a sense. And I don't mean to say that, I guess, I mean, it, in a sense, I did feel that way. But, um, but I want, I mean, I want everybody to understand that I also, like, I worked or was with or around a lot of great, great men. Sure, you know what I mean? sure. Sometimes you did have those who kind of made you feel that way. Yeah, oh yeah. In a sense, if that, if that makes sure. sense. Sure, yeah. So, yeah. I'd say those are probably the biggest obstacles um, when I was starting and um, I guess at the beginning you know just coming back to your assignment you know you're the new person it sucks to be a new person anyway mm -hmm. somewhere but yep. also being a female you know it kind of sucked even more because not only were you new but you're you're a female and right. you're, it, I hate to say it but you just looked that differently it's almost like you have to prove yourself even though you know I graduated passing the same exact standards sure, that sure. everybody else did. And that was uh, from application to even all the way through Academy, you felt the same? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, not not so much as like the beginning of the application, but more so towards the end and then I guess coming back to um, your assignment or I guess my assignment. Um, and then I had, like I said, I had a supervisor who, um, you know, I just asked her, I'm like, what? what is his issue? Like, what have I done for him to, you know, feel so negatively where, you know, like there was just certain things like, um, just approving paid overtime versus, you know, comp time and things like that. Um, he wouldn't allow me to do versus all the, the other guys who right. were in the same exact situation, right. whether it be overtime issues or whatever. Um, we could be working the same detail and I would, you know, go off duty and um, claim X amount of this, and it would get denied from him, but it would be approved by the guy that graduated with me right. in the academy right. that was literally the same type of. I and guess, it, it, it felt more because you're their female, not just because of you know, not not the overtime being there. Yeah. Well, at first I was just like trying to run through my head and like, what is. What else could it be besides the fact that I'm a female? And, and and at the end of the day, it just had it came down to the fact that in my mind, I thought it literally has to be because he feels like I don't belong here. Right. I don't I don't deserve to be here. Right. And and ultimately, it's is that is it that way every day? I mean, all the time. I'm I mean, not, I mean, not maybe not so much. I mean, clearly you have you have a lot of time in now. I, maybe it, maybe it's different now than versus then, but. I mean, I, 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 I seem to hear a lot from, you know, females that say it's it's pretty much the same no matter what. I mean, there obviously there 
officers that you work with who I, and I could care less of male or female as long mm-hmm. as you do your job you know that's, yeah. that's all that matters to that's me that's how but. I feel about it um, I'd say like as time progressed it got better for myself and I don't know if that's because well you know like for instance when I first came out I had um, an individual who's just who was just really nasty to me just terrible attitude um, and there was just nothing I could do to change his mind to make him think like okay yeah maybe she does deserve to be here because she's qualified right um, nothing I did helped that until I think it was like my second year on or third year maybe that we went to the firearms range and he actually failed that day and had to requalify and I passed with a hundred and I think like just being beside him and him seeing that it I think it maybe kind of embarrassed him a little bit right so to speak and um, he kind of thought to himself wow you know I probably shouldn't be so hard on her because <laughs> right you know right like, she just that now, shot me was it that he was always an asshole to everybody or just I mean more so to you more so to me yeah yeah um and again the the time you have on now currently um is there anything currently in in your position that you still get you know something because you're a female do you, is, you think there's anything still there now or is everybody pretty um, much accepted? I mean, obviously, if they work with you long enough. Um, you know, honestly, I feel like at the end of the day, the true issue is that, like, if you're a police officer, I feel like you're a type A personality. I mean, I just, I just, for the majority, yeah. you know, like, or the majority of the time, I feel like that's just who we are. Um, and I feel like a lot of times, you know, well, sometimes men kind of get, I don't know if it's, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just kind of like they feel not threatened but I don't know what the word I'm looking for but it's just like they don't they don't want to hear me like speak my opinion right my opinion doesn't matter if I question something it's you know I'm being difficult but if a guy did it it would be fine and they could laugh and joke and smoke about it and it would be all great and dandy but if I said it it they take it personal right and really I'm just either a trying to understand what they're what they're talking about or why we're doing something a certain way whenever I know there's an easier way to do it yeah um, but it's almost like they take it personal. And it, it's not that. It's just, I'm just thinking of a better way to do it. But if I was if I was a man, then there would be no second thought about it. Right. Um, so I, I, I encounter that a lot. But as far as, like, dealing with specific, like, I just kind of come out and do my job. I go home, spend time with my family. Um, the current things that... Uh, that I or the things I deal with now mainly is like I guess when I get assigned like a case or if I get if there's a case that comes out maybe while uh while it's this hour it's always not always but sometimes it's more like well um, do you want to respond to this or can you go to this rape because you know you're a female or so-and-so is calling for help with this rape or this right. child molest because you're a female and, you know, that kind of gets old sometimes because even though I am a female and it, it doesn't bother me to go take the case, that's not the fact. Sure. It's just the point that, you know, that other person needs to be trained to take those cases as well. Sure, sure. So I don't mind to help out, but just because I'm a female, I don't feel like I should have to take take it unless a female is reporting it, like a victim saying, right. I'm not comfortable speaking to a male. Right. Can I, I talk right. to a female officer? And that has happened. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And, I, and that's great. You know, or it's not great, but it's, you know, I don't mind. Sure. Because she feels more bother. comfortable exactly. speaking to a female exactly. than she does. Exactly, but, you know, as far as just, 
you know, a police officer not being comfortable talking to a female about being raped is asinine to me. I mean, oh, you're a absolutely. police officer. Absolutely. So just, you know, take a report. Mm. And it may be uncomfortable for you, like, the first or second time or whatever, but you'll grow and you'll become a better, uh, well-rounded officer by being able to take those reports and, you know, speak to people about those hard things. Absolutely. That's what makes you better. Yes. And, and you, you open up your repertoire on how much, what people, you know, what you can do with people. Yeah. Like juveniles. If you've never dealt with juveniles, you know, it's hard to just get into that unless yeah. you see somebody do it. And then you go, oh, I understand. Or if you haven't had children. Yeah. And speaking of children. Yeah. You've had children mm-hmm. in your career. How, I can't even imagine <laughs> <laughs> being in this uniform and a vest and being pregnant. I just can't. I can't. I, and I know a lot of tough men. I'm, I, I would consider myself tough, but I, I'm telling you, I, it, I just can't even imagine <laughs> being pregnant, hot, cold, all the, you know, something, craving something all the time and doing this job. How, how was that during that um, period? Well, like my, with my first pregnancy, um, I just felt like I, I just didn't want to tell nobody. You know what I mean? Because, like, I spent so much time, hard work, dedication, you know, blood, sweat, tear, everything. I came out here to do this job and then yeah. you know I find out that I'm pregnant and I'm like man I don't want to sit somewhere and do a desk job sure. just because I'm pregnant you know I'm, I'm not I'm pregnant I'm not handicapped so like I'm looking for other things that I can do other you know resourceful things that I can do with my time aside yes. from answer a phone which is you know <laughs> what essentially two or three people at my uh, at my assignment get paid to do and uh, that's not what I signed up to do right so like I mean it, it was rough so I didn't tell a lot of people for the first like five months maybe uh-huh. almost six months wow. I was pregnant um and then I realized like eventually like I'm gonna start showing yeah and yeah. At, at, a part of me was like you know it's kind of selfish because I'm pregnant and I have more than myself to think about now right um and then part of me like I said was like not wanting to you know, just sit somewhere and answer phones. Uh-huh. So obviously when it came that time, I was just like, you know, I had to tell my supervisors and then, you know, see what my options were. Yeah. And I had to say, you know, um, luckily my department kind of worked with me and they allowed me to help out in other avenues. Good. Good. Um, That's good. Versus just sit. Right. Our, right. Uh, You're right. And, at, and at take, a yeah, yeah. take a desk job. Yeah. Take a desk job, which it's just it's just not for me um, <laughs> well it's not for any so, of us I don't, i'm not I, so. i'm not one of those type of people either i mean i've had to do it like on a injury you know i've had to yes. do that and i'd help the detectives out but and, I, yeah and that's I, the thing it's like i'm not i wasn't injured i'm just like right I, I right correct I just, I just can't fit my right. uniform right <laughs> so. right and, and i think the perception from some men is that you're um you, you it's a weakness and I, i'm saying that on their point of view i, yeah. I don't feel it that way but but I, understand. I, I, I think mean, I they, can... I think they would see it that way because I mean, you now you you have some you have a you know living person inside of you. So, yeah. you, you, and again, we all we all worried about each other when we're yes. out doing something. So, I mean, for me, that's stupid because we're all worried about each other. We're not, you know, yeah. just well, it's all me and I'm taking care of me. It doesn't work that way. So, yeah. um, but um, if you had any, um, obviously, advice for you know, females or even younger officers that are coming up into the department or wanting to get on the department. What, what advice could you give, you know, other females who want to get into this and in this workplace or, 
you know, what, what could you tell them that would maybe even try to make it easier or at least deal with what you've had to deal with in the past? What would you, what would you tell them? Well, I would say, you know, first of all, <laughs> you have to have some thick skin and I'm not saying that, you know, because of the things that I've dealt with, but you know, law enforcement as a whole is just, it's hard. <laughs> it's a hard profession right now. And you know that, I mean, You've been a police officer for yeah. umpteen years. I'm yes. gonna no, hang this guy's <laughs> Long time. No. But uh, no, it's just it's a hard profession to get into right now. Not everybody's lining up at the doors Correct. to do it. So you're gonna have to have thick skin as it is. Um, but you're also gonna have to understand as a female, some departments aren't gonna be as welcoming. Um, so I guess my advice is, um, you know, you could I, I'd have, I'd encourage doing like ride-alongs or you know doing some like job shadowing things like mm -hmm. that yeah. you know we've had a female who recently kind of exited early um she went through the academy got all of her stuff and then she's like this just isn't for me well <laughs> before you spend half the year <laughs> at the academy um probably probably should go do some yeah. like job shadowing right along things right. like that so you know what you're getting into so right. first and foremost that and that's just not for females that's for everybody sure um male and female both but you know, my advice is that, you know, have some thick skin. Um, at the end of the day, you know, you have to go to work, do your job, go home to your family, and just kind of stay, stay out of the drama. Um, every department has drama. I don't care if it's big or small. I feel like if it's a bigger department, you know, there's, there's, a lot, there's still going to be a lot of drama. There's going to be drama anywhere you go. Um, I feel like it's in a bigger department. It's easier to deal with because you have more options to get away from. Absolutely. It. Um, so I just, I just say, you know, have thick skin, um, come in, do your job. Don't participate in the drama. That'll just get you at, at first. You feel like, you know, that's, that's the fun thing to do is right. Cause all the guys participate do it. in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, um, I swear, the more you stay out of it, the more peaceful your life will Absolutely. be. Absolutely. So that's a big piece of advice. Um, just come in, do your job, and go home to your family. Um, also have, you know, good healthy, good healthy ways to, I guess, decompress and get through some of the things that we see on the job. And like I said, that's just not for females, but males both. Right. Um, and I honestly feel like as a female, we handle calls differently. I guess we're more receptive to calls as in emotional wise. Right. Um, I feel like as a female, I kind of, even, you know, compared to my shift partner, I, I, um, I kind of deal with things in a different way yeah. emotionally. Yeah. And so it's nice to have people that you can talk to, reach out to. Um, and my, my biggest supporter is like my husband and my mother. Yeah. So, um, but have those people, those avenues, those things that you can do to kind of decompress and get your mind off of things that, um, obviously, you know, are weighing you down. And probably the, the most important and last thing I'll probably say is to leave work at work. Absolutely. Um, you go, you deal with something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. I'm not, I mean, more often than not, I can say that, you know, I'm guilty of doing that myself, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. The more I've learned to um, just kind of leave work at work and go home and enjoy my family, because I, I just never know when my last day Absolutely. is. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, I go home, I enjoy time with my family, my kids, and um, 
just kind of live each day as it, like it's my last and it's kind of served me served me good for the last two to three years so that's probably the avenue i'll stay on <laughs> so, absolutely um well i mean i appreciate you talking to me uh it's very hard to get this segment put together <laughs> because again all of our work schedules are crazy uh we don't obviously work for the same department so uh it's hard to get uh people together you know to just even talk about these issues much less you know get a good recording of it so uh, again 100 percent. I, I appreciate you talking to me and giving all the advice you can give and uh i want you to stay safe i'll stay safe and <laughs> until we all meet again then that'll be the end of this segment.